Hello, my name is Brandon Densmore, and I live in Union, Maine. And in 2014, I had a near-death experience. So um, I kind of need to explain the backstory a little bit so you can get a sense of what this happened in this near-death experience. But before I get into the backstory, what happened was I overdosed from heroin. When I was eight years old, I was sexually molested. And that kind of um, really affected my self-esteem and my self-concept, who I believed I was. And um, after I was sexually molested at eight years old, you know, I went to school and didn't get along with the students, was made fun of a lot, which further eroded my self-esteem. So what happened was I dropped out of school in the ninth grade, worked a couple jobs, and then I had um, of my first near-death experience at age 21. I was in a fist fight and kicked in the head three times with steel-toed boots. So I was in a fist fight. I didn't realize it at the time, but the guy was a, a third-degree black belt, <laughs> and he really kicked my head. I went to the doctor the next day, and he said that if there had been three more pounds of pressure behind that kick, I would have been dead. What happened in that near-death experience when I was 21 years old was complete blackout, nothingness. Like, it's hard to describe nothingness because we don't really experience it in our lives, but it was just the absence of everything. And after that first near-death experience, I started really questioning my identity. Who am I? Where am I going? What's the meaning of life? I started researching... Um, different spiritual topics and self-help books. I was reading everything that I could get my hands on. So I really, up to that point, really believed that I was stupid. I dropped out in ninth grade. I absolutely hated school. And after that first near-death experience, I discovered that I had a passion for learning. Like I really loved learning these different concepts about self-development and spirituality. So I went and got my GED, which is a high school um, equivalent. And after that, I went on this educational journey. I enrolled in a community college and uh, I studied, studied, studied and ended up getting a 4.0 GPA, a perfect grade point average. Aced both classes. Then after that, I applied to be a student at Vassar full time, where I got a four year, I got a full scholarship and a four year degree in philosophy. But during this whole educational experience, after that first NDE, I was absolutely dependent on opiate substances. Okay, 2014, I'm in my mother's apartment and I'm waiting, this is after graduation from Vassar. I'm waiting for this person to show up. I had been in withdrawals for three days, absolute misery. Um, the voices in my mind, the negative thinking, all of the problems that were in my life were just shouting at me. And um, all of the resentments that I had for the different people in my life throughout my history were there. Um, and my body was sick and I was just restless, moving around, uncomfortable. Um, is this guy ever gonna show up, checking my clock? Um, and then all of a sudden there's a knock at the door and the guy brings me the heroin. 
So I do the heroin and oh, finally the nightmare is over. Finally, I can just relax after being three days in term, complete turmoil and it feels good. And all of a sudden I realize that I'm dying. And then I'm standing beside myself, looking at my body and wondering what was the point of my life? <laughs> like, why did I have this? Why was I sexually molested? Um, why did I have all these experiences in school and overcome believing that I was stupid and discovered that I had a passion for learning and then went on this educational journey, got a full scholarship? Why did all this happen? Here I am dead. And I'm looking at myself and I'm just contemplating what was the point of it all? And then all of a sudden I felt a presence and it was there in the room with me. And I didn't see any kind of a spirit. I didn't see God or anything. It was just this feeling that I wasn't alone. And all of a sudden I was transported into another world where it was like the, the future. So I was shown the future that never would happen because I was dead. All of the people that I would never meet, all the difference that I would never make in these people's lives. Um, the woman that I would never marry, the son that I would never have, like all of this stuff. And then I was shown all of the people that were affected by my death and um, the family members, the friends, the memorial, all of that, the crying, the weeping. And then I was shown this image and it's burned in my mind and I'll never forget it. My mother coming into her apartment, finding my dead body on her couch with pus running out of my mouth. And she was screaming, my baby, my baby, my baby, no, God, no. Um, she had had all of those memories of raising me as a tender little child, of loving me deeply and sacrificing her time and energy raising me and just <clears throat> the sorrow and the pain that it caused her finding her little baby on the couch with pus running out of his mouth. So then I'm back in the room, standing next to my body again. And I hear this voice. And it's a very matter of fact voice. And it wasn't this booming voice of God. It wasn't a whisper. It was just a very matter of fact, direct statement. And it said, now your life is over. And you wasted it. And it was like a kick in the stomach. I was in so much pain over that. I started just begging. I can't die. Please send me back. I'll do anything that is required to overcome this addiction. I will do whatever you want me to do in this life. If you just give me a second chance, I cannot let this happen. And then boom, I was back in my body gasping for breath. So after this NDE happened, um, I went through a seven day de detox, 
where I had to learn how to tie my shoelaces again. That's how bad I was dependent on this, this drug. And um, I went through a spiritual refinement process where I had to learn how to rid myself of this limiting thinking, the negative beliefs, the inner chatter, the resentments that I had. I needed to confront all of these different fears and um, went through a process for a few years. And then um, long story short, it's 10 years later and I went from having a little crappy apartment, no money in the bank, surrounded by false friends, living in a crappy apartment, no vehicle, um, brokenhearted, negative self-thinking, insecurity, full of resentment. <laughs> um, all of this, I went from that, I went through a spiritual refinement process, and now I own my own house. I bought my own car. I have a garden. I'm married to the woman of my dreams. I'm, I, ha I just had a son, he's seven months old, who I love. He's amazing. Um, I have real friends. I'm experiencing more and more confidence because I would have never have come on a show like this and explained this kind of thing when I was in that addiction. Um, more inner peace. I was able to let go of all the weight of the resentments that I had for the person that molested me and not only him, but many others in my life that I felt had wronged me in some way. I was able to correct the mistakes of my past. Well, first of all, let me back up. That near-death experience taught me that your choices matter and you can make one choice that will totally put you on a different trajectory in life uh, that really will create a whole new reality just from one choice. And that choice for me was, number one, I went into detox right after that near-death experience to get the drug out of my system. And when I was in the detox, the doctor said, people who are addicted to opiates um, have a 99% probability of going back out and becoming reattached to the drug, right? And they offered me um, a Suboxone medication, which is an opiate replacement therapy. And in that moment, I'm in withdrawals because I'm in detox. And this would make me feel a lot better. But it was an opiate. <laughs> so I said, no, um, I, I'm all set. And I'm not a doctor, you know, I can't give medical advice, but I'm glad that in, from my own experience that I said no to that medication. And that one choice, I'm still free. You know, I'm free from the drugs. I'm free from the, um, from the opiates. That one choice of saying no to that medication resulted in where I am now. So our choices matter and um, when you make the important choices, it can really totally transform your life and put you on a different, uh, and put you into a different reality. People, I would recommend that people learn how to become their own best friend instead of their own worst enemy. So uh, getting, learning how to let go of, of resentments from the past, because that's like a weight that constantly is in the background of the mind, 
and it colors everything, your whole reality that you experience every day. You might have anger that comes out in different situations. Somebody cuts you off in traffic and you're like, that guy, ugh, and then you're just all, you're all mad about it. But that's because you're a mad person. <laughs> you have um, all of these resentments, all of these feelings inside that have never been dealt with and flushed out of your system. Not only that, there are all these fears and self-doubts and inner criticism and negativity. And um, we need to learn how to deal with these things so that we can become the people that we're meant to be and have an impact in this world and be happy in our own lives. I'm a certified spiritual coach and a business consultant. And I work with heart-centered spiritual people um, you might be, you might have addictions, you might not have addictions, but the common denominator of everybody that I work with is that they're heart-centered spiritual people, like genuine good people. And I help people overcome limiting thinking, inner negativity, that sort of thing. But on the other side, I'm a business consultant. So I help these heart-centered spiritual people expand and create their businesses online so that they can have an impact in the world and um, do what they love, making money.